Welcome to the Online Course Masters Show, where you learn how to create, launch, and promote your own online courses. I'm your host, Phil Ebner, with my co-host, Jeremy Deegan. We are here today doing another round of five questions. These are user-submitted questions from our listeners, and we're going to be answering those questions in this episode. Got a lot of good ones here, especially about putting together more higher ticket products and courses and selling them with funnels and taking our business to the next level in general um, that way. So Jeremy, welcome back to the show. Happy to be here with you. Hey, how's it going, man? How are you doing today? I'm doing good. Got my, we're wearing red, Uh, (laughs) you know, for people who are listening, just if you want a visual picture, we both got the memo to wear red, which was awesome. (laughs) <laughs> and uh, aside from that, doing pretty good. <laughs> awesome, man. Yeah, I, w- I went to the gym this morning and uh, oh, nice. it was one of those days where I kind of woke up on the wrong side of the bed and I was like, went to the gym and just turned on some music and really had a tough workout and I feel feel really good right now. So I'm ready to get these questions rolling. You ready to go? Yeah, let's do it. All right. The uh, first question we have today comes from Thomas George. And the question is, what are your thoughts on using funnels to sell higher priced products? Uh, great question, Thomas George. Thank you so much for uh, the question. Longtime listener, follower, and member of the Online Course Masters Academy. So shout out to Thomas. Um, and we have a course that we actually co-taught together on audio production for video creators. So um, in terms of funnels for higher priced products, it's the only way you can really do it. You need a, to set up a more sophisticated funnel, uh, where which basically means, and we haven't, I don't remember if we've talked about this, but the whole AIDA funnel kind of concept in marketing, which is attention, interest, desire, and then action. And so you're working people through this funnel as they consume your content or whatever you're giving to them. So this could mean that you're getting people's attention by putting out YouTube videos or blog articles that they find. Then once they see those, they become interested in more of your content. So they might click onto another video or click onto your website, read some more blog articles. Then they might have might see that you have a product or something for sale, or maybe you have a a lead magnet, like a free uh, book or course. And so that creates this desire that they then, you know, actually, part of that is actually taking action to get into that free freebie. Um, But that's also can just be sort of that desire phase of if you have a higher ticket product, um, just increasing that and building that desire for that product by uh, sharing more resources, tools, um, case studies, testimonials about that. And this looks very different. Um, it, it could look very different depending on what kind of content you put out, podcasts, YouTube videos, courses, books, whatever. But um, you really do have to have work someone through that funnel to get them to actually pay for a higher ticket product. Most people aren't going to go to a website that they've never seen, see a sales page for a product that's a thousand bucks and buy it right then. They need to be warmed up, get to know you, get to know your style, your products, know that it's something that they're, uh, that's very valuable to them. And then they'll make that purchase. 
And this can be done over weeks through email sequences and lots of content, or it could be simpler, such as uh, a short week-long challenge with an email sequence. Um, But yeah, it's definitely something that takes a lot of practice. And we've set up funnels our own for different products. Um, I've done some for my other higher ticket products, especially here right within Online Course Masters as well. And uh, it's always kind of tweaking things to get people to to become aware of it and then desire it and ultimately take action. Uh, and it's it's difficult, though. Um, and there's a lot of people who have success with it, probably a lot more success than I've personally had, actually, because I have a lot of success with lower cost courses. But um, yeah, any other thoughts? I know you've studied this um, idea a lot more recently than I have. Yeah, I um, you know, I like to read a lot of books. I've read just about every book out there now. Um, but if you want to learn a little bit more, Russell Brunson from ClickFunnels has some really good books called um, .com Secrets and Expert Secrets. I've read both of those, and really goes into the process of sales funnels. Um, and and as Phil said, you're you're just basically building trust from the customer. And the higher that you're going to invest money into something, the more that you need to know that that's really what you want. I mean, uh, you're not just going to go out and buy the most expensive car uh, until you've done some research and you know you know that's a car for you and, and that's really what, you, what you're looking for. So the funnel, all the funnel is for anyone who's not, you know, really knows, Phil did a great job explaining it, but it's just sending them through a, a cycle that is building trust from beginning to end to a point where they're willing to buy something. And the higher the price item, the more investment is on the customer side. And so they need to trust you more. And so you need to nurture those people a little more and a little bit longer. Um, Russell Brunson actually talks about a really cool um, thing in the book called the value ladder. And it's basically, it's it's the funnel and the value ladder go together. But the value ladder is just sending people up a ladder to higher priced items. And so you start them off buying low ticket items, maybe an ebook or something like that. And then you go sell them a course and then you sell them a uh, coaching program and consulting and a DIY service business, but you're sending them up that value ladder, but you can't just start at the top. You have to start and work your way through that funnel to get them to have trust into what you're doing. But uh, yeah, Phil, I think you explained it really well. Cool. Uh, So our second question that we have here is, should you sell individual courses or create a membership on your own site? And that is from Babash Roy. Thank you, Babash, for this other question. I know you've submitted them in the past. And just for anyone who's listening, if you want to submit your own questions, head over to onlinecoursemasters.com. Go to the podcast page and there's a button where you can submit your own question that we'll answer on the show. Great question. I think it really boils down to how much value and how much content you have with your courses on your own site. And also if you're selling your courses elsewhere. If you have five courses that you're selling on Udemy and you put them on your own site and you want to charge a monthly fee, probably not going to work so well um, because even though there's not, it's not necessarily going to be a lot of crossover from people on your site to Udemy, depending on where your audience is from or how you're getting an audience. But if it is, it's definitely not going to work because someone can just find those courses for 50 bucks on Udemy and pay the individual price. Uh, unless you're charging some ridiculously low price on a membership site like 
two or three bucks a month. But um, for, you know, a typical monthly fee, which is I see anywhere from nine bucks to 30 bucks or so is kind of typical for monthly membership sites. You just have to have enough content in there where it makes sense that they pay that monthly membership fee. So if you have 20 courses or 50 courses, then it starts to make more sense because if someone's interested in a lot of those courses, it just makes sense financially that they get the monthly membership. Uh, and that's what I've done with my site. I definitely tried it early, too early on when I only had a handful of courses and it didn't work. People weren't signing up for the membership site because I only had uh, 10, 15 courses, which I say only, that's a lot of courses for someone to create. Um, so it does take a lot to, to create a membership site that works. Um, the only other thing that I would say is um, if you don't have as many courses, but you add a lot of extra content to your a membership site, such as office hours or extra courses or videos or downloads or, or anything that is bonus material for people who are members rather than buying the individual courses, that can work too. So incentivizing someone to, to become a member in that way um, is also a reason uh, that someone would buy it really because you, you want to have enough content and incentive to have someone stay on the membership. And so mm -hmm. if, if you only have a couple courses, then people are going to work through your courses and cancel their membership within, who knows, a month or a week or a couple months or whatever. And so if you add those things like office hours or private coaching or a community that they're a part of with a forum or a Facebook group, those are things that can keep people in your membership. I'm going to pick on someone. I'm going to give a shout out to Krista King who I reached out to. She's an amazing Udemy instructor. She has a great website uh, called KristaKingMath.com. I was trying to get her on the show because I think she would be a great interview guest. Krista, if you're listening, the, the offer still stands. We'd love to have you on the show. Um, but check out her website, KristaKingMath.com. And she has a membership, membership set up. To be completely honest, I don't know how successful she's, she is, but she has a great YouTube channel. Her courses on Udemy are rocking it. And all her courses are math related. And this makes sense for a membership. And she only is selling them as uh, a membership on her site, from what I see, not as a individual's. But if you're studying math and you want to learn, um, you know, everything from trigonometry to pre-calc to calculus, you're going to want multiple courses. And so that's a reason to get into her, her membership site um, so that you can um, get all those courses uh, for you know one price rather than paying um, individually. Uh, I'm not sure if the courses are the exact same on Udemy or, or not as on her own site, but definitely check out her site um, to see how she set it up. Yeah, another person who does really well um, is Aaron Nace from Flern. Oh, if you yeah. go to Flern, P-H-L-E-A-R-N.com, yeah. he teaches Photoshop. I actually think he has other people teaching now too, but it started with just him. And he was creating YouTube videos and uh, Photoshop 
courses. He calls them pro tutorials and started off by selling them individually. And they ranged anywhere from, I think, $15 to $50. And then recently in the past maybe year or so, he added a membership option to his website. And so he actually does both, which is something else you consider. Now, as Phil mentioned, he has plenty of content to have a membership now. Mm -hmm. And I think that he might even have other people creating content now. So there's an ongoing new stuff in the website all the time. But I really like this uh, process because some people want one or the other options. Um, I might just want this really cool photo retouching technique that I just want to buy outright, have that one course and not worry about all the other stuff on the website. Other people want to pay a membership and have access to everything. And so uh, that's a really good method of using both, both of those. Yeah. Cool. I think we nailed that one. All right. Cool. Uh, number three from Jason Dion. And Jason asks, how did you take your business to the next level? Hmm, interesting. So I think that can be different for different people, but in terms of what that actually means, but I'll talk about for myself. Um, for me, it wasn't necessarily a certain income level where I feel like I took it to the next level. It was more about the process of how I run my business and automating things and outsourcing things and building a team around me. So I, it was really within the past couple of years, especially in the past year since I've had the boys, that um, I started outsourcing a lot more. I have a virtual assistant who's helping out on a consistent basis. I am outsourcing my editing. I have someone helping with responding to student questions. Um, my VA also helps manage my social media groups. I've set up a lot of automations for sharing content to social media um, and things like that. And I also outsourced a lot of content creation with uh, writers for my blog. So it was really that sort of setup of, of getting a team around me that I felt like my business was taken to the next level. Actually, you know, it's funny. I talk to my parents um, all the time, but uh, sometimes my dad just asks how business is going. And recently I was telling him about how, you know, I have an assistant who's doing this. I'm outsourcing my <laughs> editing. And it was like, wow, that's pretty cool. Like it's come a long way from uh, a while ago where I was doing everything. Um, so I feel like it, it. that's what to me meant taking it to the next level. Um, and I'm sure other people have different answers, but, um, but yeah, I, th I think that hopefully that covers it. Awesome. Very good. All right. So we are going to go over a couple questions now, and this is from Victoria Shama and it's regarding coaching. And I'm going to go ahead and read what Victoria wrote. And then we have a couple extra questions that we're just going to knock out and they all kind of go together. So Victoria says, uh, my question regards one-on-one -on -one private coaching that students can opt for outside the normal course curriculum. For example, I intend to create a course that can help international students, specifically high school and undergrads, apply for scholarships in different countries and go through the respective admission process. The course should be able to deal with the most general questions and scenarios regarding the admission and scholarship process. However, university admissions are very tricky and are extremely different for every individual and thus should be handled accordingly. I was thinking of maybe creating a one-on-one -on -one session to do this, which would either be a 30-minute Skype call 
or a very detailed email to help such students with their specific questions. So we have uh, scholarships and admissions and different levels of that. And because they're tricky, it's going to be more of a coaching um, type uh, option. So mm. let's go through a couple of these questions and hear what you think on this. How would you set up a bundle with one-on-one -on -one coaching options that are one-off sales? This episode and all of our episodes are sponsored by the Online Course Masters Academy, the one and only place you need to become an online course master yourself. With over two dozen courses that tackle every aspect of running a successful online course business, a private community of students like you, and bonuses like live office hours and webinar trainings, we've built the Online Course Masters Academy for anyone creating their very first online course and for anyone more advanced looking to increase their business and brand. Visit onlinecoursemasters.com academy to join today. Hmm. Interesting. Okay. So I'm, I'm coming at it as someone who uses a tool like teachable. Um, and I've done this in the past, basically with, with online course masters where I had a course and there was an option with the coaching and an option without coaching. And within teachable, you can actually set up different price points for the same course. So you could have just two different prices. And if one person gets uh, coaching that pays the higher price and they get that coaching call. You could also set up a, a different quote unquote course as a coaching call. And that could just, it could, you know, you just set it up as a course. So if someone clicks on that quote unquote course, um, they can sign up for a coaching call that way. Jeremy, do you know, uh, while I'm continuing to answer this, if there's, I'm, I'm sure there's lots of other kind of I like tools just for charging for coaching. Like uh, does Calendly, which we use for scheduling, does that have like an option where you can charge people? Hmm, you know, I, I haven't really looked into that, but I know that there are definitely WordPress plugins that maybe you do like a membership type plugin that would allow you to, cause I'm, I was thinking to myself, if you did the, if you did like, like say teachable and you charge for the coaching, you would probably have to have a limited amount of spots. Like, would you do one coaching or would it be like an ongoing coaching program? In well, which case you would have to have some kind of membership so that you could charge them multiple coaching sessions. Yeah, I guess that depends. You, you could set it up in teachable where it's like, if you just have your course and you could have different pricing options. So one pricing option could be the course with one coaching call. One could be with five weeks of calling. Um, the issue is when someone, I guess, if they cancel or something like that, which I think we'll get into in a little bit um, because there's a follow-up question kind of about that. But you could kind of figure out a way to do it using a Teachable or a Thinkific um, just by charging, even if it's just a, a higher price for the coaching option. I guess my, the, the question though might also be more like, can I sell the course? And then can I just have like a th here coaching 30 minute coaching call, like sign up for my, my office hours right now kind of option where they can do that at any time, multiple times. And that's not mm. something that would be as easy within Teachable. So you'd have to use something else. I mean, you could use a WordPress plugin and just charge people through PayPal. You know, any sort yeah. of um, 
um gosh what's i'm blanking what's like some of the main like uh Sindel or um yeah just waste gumroads or something like yeah, that yeah like gumroad or yeah gumroad would be a really easy one gumroad.com yeah i i like that idea that you could um I'm assuming they're going to, she's going to have a course too that goes with this. Yeah. So it's a course and coaching. And so I kind of like what you said, you could use a a course platform like Teachable to host the actual course where you have a price and then have coaching sessions as a separate entity that people could buy. And then that way they could buy as many as they needed. Like you said, they wouldn't be limited to one or four or it wouldn't be ongoing. It could just be as, you know, because people need coaching in different phases of their life or where they're at, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So I was looking on, um, Calendly. I don't see anything right off the bat, but it doesn't mean that it's not there. So we'll, we'll, I mean, you could um, even like, if you have PayPal, you can, you could, you'd set it up with Calendly and then just, you know, send people an invoice. Um, mm-hmm. that's not as automated. I'm looking at, there's this convert kit put out a blog article with coaching tools. There's a lot of them. These are exactly what you would want to do. Uh, Satori, you can book me, Acuity, all these places. Acuity is like another scheduler, kind of like Calendly, uh, where you can just have people pay for um, the coaching time. So we'll add this to the show notes. Yeah. So the next question was asking about course bundles. I think we kind of hit that because I don't don't know if you'd necessarily be bundling it up. But what tool, tools do you use to set up course bundles besides email and Skype? All right. So, I mean, you definitely want to make it easiest. I would use like a Teachable or a Thinkific to set up the, the course on your own site. You could also use a WordPress plugin like, um, gosh, what's the hap- Zippy courses uh, or Zendler, Lifter LMS. Lifter LMS. There's other ones. Um, in terms of tools, I mean, email is great. Um, it, depending on how how this scales, you could just use like a Google account to directly connect with your students. Uh, within Teachable, you could also message students through their, their email. Skype for calls is great. Calendly, that's the one where we talked about for scheduling. And there's also going to be some other options similar to that, like Acuity in this ConvertKit blog post that we share. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to think of anything else that you would want to have. Um, would you, you want to Skype rec- or would you use, have you used Zoom? Because I see a lot of people using Zoom yeah, for that kind of thing. Zoom is, I, I would say, probably a better one right now. I think it's a little bit user-friendly and and good. If you want to record your calls, that's another thing. I use ecam call recorder uh it's for mac but i think they have a a windows option called pamela for pamela for skype or something where Mm -hmm. you can record your skype calls so that could be like a bonus option if you want to have that you know say you're going to record your calls and people can get those um after the fact yeah Yeah, and you might you might be able to find um some other options for the actual coaching side of things. So if you just hop on Google and and look up uh, coaching software or coaching, you know, WordPress plugins or something, you might be able to find some other options that we're just not thinking of. So then the next question was, uh, what terms and conditions need to be put in place to protect yourself and the students since the coaching will be one-time sales? So this is going to look different if you have an option where you are charging separately for the coaching call. So if you use a tool where 
you know, you're just invoicing them or billing them separately or they're paying separately for the coaching call, that's different than the course. And so they pay for that. If they show up for the call, great. If they don't show up for the call, you can have a condition where you have to cancel within, you know, a week before or 24 hours before or something so that, you know, you can protect your time. Um, I generally have a pretty flexible cancellation policy. So when I've done it in the past, uh, I think if anyone cancels, I would just give them their money back. Um, but that should all be written out on the sales page and probably in an email once someone does sign up for a coaching call that if they cancel, then what's what's your policy? It's a little bit trickier if they're paying one price. Say you're selling the course on Teachable, which includes coaching, and you're paying they're paying one price for it, $500 or whatever. Mm-hmm. And it includes coaching and the course. Say they end up doing the coaching call and then wanting to cancel. It's, and say you have like a 30-day refund policy. This is what's happened to me where I have a 30-day refund policy. So on signs up for the course and then they sign up for a call, we do the call and then they try to refund. You have to have some sort of policy saying, okay, well, if you cancel after doing the coaching call, you only get a 50% refund or something mm-hmm. like that. So that's just a couple things that I would uh, definitely keep in mind. For Awesome. Very yourself. good. So before we get to the very last question here of this little section, I I do want to let everyone know that everything will be in the show notes for this episode. So head on over to the onlinecoursemasters.com website and uh, check out this episode and you will see all of those show notes in here. There's, I put quite a few of them of the different apps that we we talked about. We went through those fast, but they are in the show notes if you need to remember what those applications are. So the the last question is, uh, is this a viable idea, Victoria wants? to know is creating a course called Scholarships for International Students, a beginner's guide, a viable idea. And before uh, you answer, Phil, I just want to go ahead and say myself that I personally never tell anyone if it's a good or bad idea. It's going to be dependent on your audience and your market. And you'll just have to do some research and, and try it out and, and see if it works or doesn't work. I would think that there would be plenty of people looking for this information. But until you put it out into the market, you'll, you won't really know. But what, what would you say to that? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I agree with you. And you're the export, expert, Victoria. So you'll know if other people are doing this similar thing or if people have asked you to coach them before, then yeah, it sounds great. Like that's, it sounds like it's viable. I mean, just from an outside perspective, it sounds like something that would be great. Um, It sounds like I know going to college and even I can't imagine for international students, it would be even harder figuring out the admission process. And so having that coaching option, I think is very valuable. And since people spend so much money on college and a lot of international students spend a lot of money on, you know, testing and applying to colleges, international and people within the US, I'm assuming you're talking about within the US, um, people are going to be willing to pay for something like this. Parents are going to be willing to pay for something like this to get their kid mm-hmm. in uh, into a school and to get scholarships. So it sounds like a good idea. You should definitely test it out. And um, I'd be happy to to check it out once you have it up and running. Cool. Well, those were, I think, a little five, six or seven questions, but 
we'll call it five questions. But um, <laughs> we hope you enjoyed this episode uh, and are enjoying the show. As always, Jeremy and I are so happy to be here uh, helping you out. Again, if you have any questions of your own or if you have a story and you feel like people would want to hear your online course creation story, you can join us on the show. Just go to onlinecoursemasters.com, hit the podcast button and submit your question or uh, survey where we'll see if we can get you on the show as well. So as always, leave a review. Uh, We appreciate you. Take a moment, click the subscribe button wherever you're listening so you can get all of our episodes directly when they come out. And Jeremy and everyone, we'll talk to you next week. See ya. Bye. We hope you enjoyed this episode. And as always, make sure you check out onlinecoursemasters.com for show notes, to enroll in our academy, and to join a free community of fellow course creators who can help you out. Also, if you're brand new to teaching online, check out our free five-day course creation challenge. It's the perfect way to jumpstart your online course business. Thanks so much for listening. We appreciate your support for the show. Now it's time to get to work. So go make some online courses and help us teach the world.